1: Hi, welcome back. We are so excited you're joining us today to talk about the hit HBO show, White Lotus, Season 1, as part of our Jennifer Coolidge July celebration. Mm -hmm. We hope everyone had a really wonderful July 4th uh, weekend, um, and we hope you ate all the hot dogs you could get your hands on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I did, Portia, want to start a little differently than usual because something just really... Interesting happened to me during my July 4th celebrations. Okay. I went with my family to Legoland, which is, you know, a really wonderful place for little kids. And on July 4th, they had this like whole celebration. They had really cool fireworks with 3D glasses where when the fireworks exploded, they looked like Legos. I thought that was really cool. And I was really trying to figure out the science. Like, Because not every light was connected to a Lego set. It had something to do with the frequency Mm -hmm, and the electrons. And I just get really nerdy about these things. But then they also had a fire dancer. Right? Like, would you expect that at a child's theme park? No. And so we – Not
0: Legoland. Maybe like Disney World. Yeah.
1: They had a fire dancer. They were really pulling out all the stops. They also had the Brick Street Boys because uh, everything is like brick themed, you know, with the Lego brick, yes. like everything's bricktastic.
0: Uh-huh. And you
1: know, I love the Max boys. So that was titillating. Um, but this fire dancer, we stumbled across her as we were leaving, and obviously we had to stop and watch her. And just imagine she is like five foot zero at the most, like on a good day. She's itty bitty. Um, teeny tiny wearing a full on white unitard like full on bodysuit with red and white horizontal stripes so she looks like a firecracker and then she had this like beautiful like bleach blonde hair but with these long long bangs and these like bright red lips
0: oh no and
1: i kept worrying like is her hair going to yeah. catch on fire right i was just like i loved her look it was hair wonderful is not flame or it is I don't know. I would think your hair would catch on fire, yes, yes, but then yes. I think also like the fire they use has got to be not real fire because then she starts like eating it. So she's also maybe a fire eater. Okay. Um, so it's just, I just thought it was really fascinating because she's like in this awesome outfit, a little sensual for Legoland, the theme park, mm. you know, and doing these moves that are like not like seductive per se, but like sensual with like fire. It was just really interesting to see all these children watching this and what i loved is the music she picked first obviously miley cyrus party in the usa getting her fire going sometimes the flames would go out because it was a little windy Mm -hmm. and she had like all sorts of different fire sticks and then do you know this song (laughs) that's like the grand finale song it was like party in the usa you know yeah yeah she's like dancing around with her little fire sticks and then she transitions to like the fans it's like a fire fan and she, like, lights each one slowly and kind of seductively to that song that's like, light them up, up, Oh yes, them yes, up, yes. <laughs> light
0: them up, light them
1: up, up, up you're empire. Empire. And it was just, like, wonderful. I don't know. It's just really interesting. That's making me think of the— Yes, the hula dancing yeah, and in White Fire Lotus. Show. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. And I was just like, it didn't feel like cultural appropriation, I guess, in this case. Um, although in White Lotus— It kind of does, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. It's just really interesting having a fire dancer at a child's theme park, kind of very sensual, really like maybe pushing the line, but not quite. And then I just kept worrying her hair was going to catch on fire. My children would see this like awful traumatic traumatic thing. Um, And then she she ended by like eating the fire. And then my son was like, does she poop fire? And I was like, great question. Great question. We should ask her. Great question, right? And then I was like, Does her esophagus get burned? Like, how? what are the ins and outs of being a fire dancer? Like, what are the hazards of the trade, you know? There's got
0: to be – I mean, there's a risk of being burned, right? Right? Is it, like, just
1: real fire? Or is it some sort of special fire for fire dancers that's safe to consume?
0: I have no idea. No idea. So
1: if anyone knows, DM us and and let us know. Fire. Fire. Um, Yeah, so so speaking of things that are hot – uh, White Lotus, super hot show. Jennifer Coolidge. Super, super hot, hot, like at all stages of mm-hmm. life. She is the queen.
0: Yep. Um, so, yeah, where do you want to start? I think we have to start with Tanya. Mm-hmm. I mean, all weekend, it's just so relevant. I kept wanting to do, you know, the, want a hot dog real bad. you <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> or she does it. Yeah, which I think is from
1: Legally Blonde. Yes, yeah. But, you know, we'll cover that next time.
0: Um. Gosh, Jennifer Coolidge. So... Oh. So we see her, you know, making her way to the White Lotus Resort Mm -hmm. by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we learn that she has her mother's ashes in tow. Mm -hmm. Seems like it was a recent death Mm -hmm. from how she's, you know, acting very appropriately during grief. You know, it's coming in and out. Sometimes she's fine. Other times she's really upset. Mm -hmm. Um, And her idea is to kind of leave some of the ashes in the water you know, off the coast of Hawaii. Right, which Mm -hmm. sounds beautiful. And I feel like people do that.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, people do that. But we see her sort of disembark, that little tiny boat that's coming to the White Lotus with all the employees just waving and smiling. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved how this series ended with them doing that again, except now we know like more of the backstory. Um, And that made me really sad to see like they're all their fake smiles. Um,
0: And she's just kind
1: of a mess from the jump. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we
0: see her pretty quickly at the spa, right? So she right. heads right down there and she's she really wants an appointment. They, they don't, don't have, have any. any. She's kind of freaking she's out. Kind of pushy. Mm-hmm. And then
1: Belinda, the lovely spa manager or maybe just employee, um, like makes room for her. Mm-hmm. Right. So right away we see some boundary pushing and crossing. Yep. Uh with Tanya McQuad and Belinda, which we just see continue.
0: Mm-hmm. So it kind of starts their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, again, I'm using relationship with air quotes right now. so Because relationships are really two ways. Yes, exactly. But I
1: think as we see with Tanya, mm-hmm. this is a one-way relationship. Yes. And I I think that's a theme we see carried through for a lot of these different characters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Belinda um, provides a service to Tanya that Tanya believes is like life-changing mm-hmm. and she's like healed now. Immediately. Um, and she, you know, wants to spend as much time as possible with Belinda, who, you know, is doing her job and um, becomes pretty pushy and and almost, though, like manipulative. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't get soon or right off the bat with, like, the money, right? And her opening a spa together, that comes Mm -hmm. a little later, you know, like midway through the season. But you can just see, you know, Tanya's needs. Mm, um, Very needy. Trying to kind of do whatever she wants crossing inappropriate, you know, employee guest boundaries. Mm-hmm. You can see Belinda feels uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's but goes also along like with it. a really high-end place right. where I'm like, you know, I feel like this probably in some ways is a norm. Like you go above and beyond for a guest. Oh, and there's probably a lot of entitlement, yes. which I think we see maybe mm-hmm. especially
1: with Shane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but kind of with all of them, though, there's a huge sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Belinda, you know, sort of bend over backwards to make room for Tanya right at the start. And then Tanya idealizes her right away. Mm-hmm. You know, Belinda is the be all and end all, the greatest thing that ever happened to her. She wants to, like, shout it from the rooftops. And how did you feel, Portia, watching that? Did you start to get,
0: like, icky feelings or nervous feelings? Yeah, I mean, I was very uncomfortable with her immediately making room for her at the spa. Just Me too. Because, again, I mean, the show. I'm like, okay, like this is uh, clearly intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was hard. Just as a side note to separate Tanya from Jennifer Coolidge yeah. because I love Jennifer Coolidge I know. so much, and that I was don't, like, I don't think I don't she's care. like that for you real. Know, like, yeah, Tanya, you do you, but like, yeah, like Tanya definitely made me feel like icky. Do you think that's
1: because we're in mental health and so we're picking up on the splitting and the idealization, and we know the devaluation will come? Like, do you mm-hmm. think the average person without that point of view would necessarily pick that up right away? Not in the same
0: way. You like, think? they might be turned off by her just from, like, entitlement.
1: Yeah, and, like, the pushiness. Right,
0: versus, like, maybe the why or, like, mm-hmm. you know, it being idealization and then waiting, like you said, for there to come devaluation, right. which just sucks. And and Belinda was very, like, devastated at the end. So right. I think, you know, they talk about, which we'll get into more, but borderline personality disorder. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, Tanya feels um a little borderline to me. Right as I was watching it, I got really nervous
1: for Belinda because I just already was getting that uh, borderline personality disorder flavor mm-hmm. from Tanya, and that quick idealization is like a telltale sign. Um, even if you don't meet full criteria for a BPD, which is you know the acronym for borderline personality disorder, often that quick idealization. Yeah, I think we learn pretty early in our training. Like when you have a new patient who's just like, "Oh my gosh." No psychiatrist has ever helped me in the way mm-hmm. you're helping me. You're the best. You're amazing. Yep. Can I pay you more? Can I write you a good review? Blah, blah, blah. You learn to think, uh-oh, there's something up here, mm-hmm. right? Like
0: it's I, I, I. And it's hard because sometimes I think people's traits are more, what do I want to say, like hidden where it's like mm. you might always see the – right the positive side you might be always idealized by someone for years yes and have no idea right and all of a sudden there's like a switch flip as again you know happens throughout the six episodes that we see with belinda and tanya but you know sometimes we we have no idea and other times it's so big it's like fast friends and people can be fast friends but you know sometimes fast friends is really just like someone might have a little yeah exactly personality disorder
1: and you're so right it it really depends on what side of the split you're on so Mm -hmm. again people with BPD traits or borderline personality disorder, much like we see here with Tanya, really see things in a black or white way. And they feel things that way. That that's sort of their thoughts. Um, we've we've talked about that in, in prior episodes. So you're either all good or all bad. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to sort of see you as a mix of both. And it, that reflects their inability to see themselves as a mix of both. Yep. So if you're on the good side of the split, like you said, for years, you can be like that. And then something might happen, like a late fee mm-hmm. or a perceived insensitivity to something they're saying, or, you know, it could be something big, it could be something small, then you're very, you're very quickly devalued and on the bad side of the split. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. That feels real bad. Sometimes you're on the bad side of the split, like right, right away, <laughs> and you know it. Yep. And that's why it's very helpful um to treat patients with these traits as a team. Um, so then all team members can kind of support mm-hmm. each other and also see, um sort of the clinical pathology in and in a fuller view. Um, but we see that right away with Tanya idealizing Belinda. And I was just waiting for her to meet a man and drop Belinda, yeah. you
0: know, as quick as possible.
1: And unfortunately, we see that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, like I I was curious of who Jennifer Kuf Tanya, <laughs> Tanya, 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 would – also interact with like of the other guests. Yeah. Um and then, you know, That's her, a great point. Her her lover, Greg, kind of came out of nowhere. You mm-hmm. know, he wasn't like one of the main cast members. So I think right. that was just like interesting. Um but her and wise whole, writing right mm-hmm. that it wasn't like someone she met on the ship yep.
1: or it wasn't anyone she'd even formed a minimal connection with it was like accidental
0: by chance really quick mm-hmm. hot and heavy yep that's how it goes very intense so mm-hmm. intense emotions are again pretty common with a lot of personality disorders but specifically with BPD Um, and also you know just thinking about what we learn from Tanya's past, she alludes yes. to her mother having BPD. Yes. There are some genetic markers of BPD, but also it's just really hard, again, with attachment. Yes. Um, there's a lot of attachment trauma um, in patients who have borderline personality disorder. Right, right. And so, right. So if Tanya,
1: you know, when they're on the the little boat, she's supposed to spread the ashes and they're with uh, Shane and Rachel. Yes. And I loved that so much. Um, And she's like kind of given a eulogy of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, and like talking about her deceased mom. I was like, all of this tracks again, A plus writing, like this tracks, yeah. this sort of upbringing would, um, potentially lead to someone displaying behaviors mm-hmm. and traits that Tanya is. So, you know, her mom who was like obsessed with men and it sounds like would often prioritize her romantic yeah. relationships over her relationship with Tanya. And then we see that play out, you know, mm-hmm. when she meets Greg, um, and she even says, like you said, that her mom has BPD. And, and you know, you, you do sort of learn how to behave as an adult from your early attachment figures yep. and, and what's modeled for you. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't she, you know, display some of these traits? I would imagine that her mom would have been a bigger personality disorder. And like Tanya still has those traits, and mm-hmm. we see them. But maybe I'm imagining her mom would have been even more, yeah, big. And I feel chaotic. like also
0: like maybe more cruel, yeah. Like Tanya, I think it's almost like has the lacking self awareness, and it's yes. just really like self centered. Um, yes. you know, it's like only her needs are the most important. I don't. I also don't think that that's like intentional. I think she's just like yes. moving through life, like trying uh, to right. needs. It's met. not
1: malicious, right? Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it doesn't feel like Logan Roy. Right, But I wonder if her mom did mm-hmm. or if her mom was like, you know, the mom from succession. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great point, Portia. Um, and again, what you just brought up, I thought was really interesting. Like, which of the other guests did she interact with? Like, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it was the ones who were younger than her. Mm. It wasn't like the or family parents. Right. It wasn't really Armand except to like, get, you know, Belinda. Belinda. <laughs> it was like Belinda was the only adult she interacted with to get her needs met. There was also a racial difference, which I thought was... Important mm-hmm. and interesting, and and a um like socioeconomic difference huge, um and again I feel like Tanya ends up connecting herself to people who use her, um while she's using them so her relationships are are very transactional, mm-hmm. right? And like, uh I just think that makes a lot of sense even if she's not maliciously using people, unconsciously she is, right. but then she's also picking people who are like Belinda was kind of doing that with her too right Mm -hmm. like she was like oh maybe i could get my own spa and you know finally like living out that dream Mm -hmm. um yeah it was really interesting
0: and then tanya interacts with olivia and paula just like commenting Mm -hmm. on their appearance and their skin right oh, it's so porcelain she's like trying to feel their faces and they're (laughs) like this lady's
1: yeah and they're like young and Mm -hmm. beautiful and um yeah, again, just interesting people to try to attach to. You know, it, it makes me wonder, like, what psychological age Tanya is. Yes, you know, we often think of like chronological age as being different from your psychological age, and sometimes, you know, I, I feel like I hear this in in society and in the media of like child stars. Like, you kind of get stuck mm-hmm. at the age you became famous. Um, and I think that might be related to like the trauma right. of fame, and I feel like we do see that, right? Do yeah. you see that that people seem sort of psychologically
0: stuck at the age a trauma occurred mm-hmm. or or something like that? No, definitely. And I think too, like the we in Tanya's character, it feels way more um I don't know intense where she's stuck, like in childhood, versus mm-hmm. maybe some other patients. You know, I can think off the top of my head that I've interacted who have BPD, where she just um. Even, like, her temper tantrums, right? It's, like, she's so good at playing, you know, being a child when she's seeking reassurance so frequently. She's, like, following Greg around, like, literally hiding. I was, like, I mean, it's comical because of the show, but it's, like, she is acting like a child.
1: Yes, like a Mm five-year-old, maybe. Yeah, 100%. Um, And even with Greg, like, when she was finally like, I'm going to peel back all the layers of the onion and really let him see it. You know, and like she did, she let it all out, and I felt like that was a great depiction of the sort of core fear of patients with BPD of abandonment Mm -hmm. and loss and attachment. This sort of, you know, I hate you, but don't leave me. You know, like I'm going to leave you first because it would hurt too much if you left me,
0: but don't leave me, or I'm going to give you an excuse to leave. Yes, by acting right, I'm acting in this huge way, I'm pushing you away intentionally, so then I have a reason. Okay, I know why. Right, and also, or sort of like a test. Right. And
1: Greg stayed. Mm -hmm. And I think she interprets that
0: as like true love. I think he just wanted to have sex. You know, I think he wanted just wanted to have sex. I'm not sure if he saw it going anywhere further than that night. But then I'm thinking and I, I have not watched season two. So I'm saying this kind of blind. But I also think that based on what he had done for a living, which is not being an activist for black lives matter but i loved that Some, by like, the way that was thing. hilarious yeah it was so funny <laughs> he's like belinda he's with the blm and then belinda's like oh
1: okay yeah. you
0: know okay because <sighs> in her face while he's telling her that she's just like oh like with the
1: BLM, how'd I you just, get into that i loved
0: that whole dinner conversation we're just like how'd she get
1: into <laughs> activism and he's like what
0: <laughs> yeah so he's in like wildlife it seems management fisheries something like that in like colorado in the west yeah because then she's like oh well when i'm in aspen like let's meet up and i think then for him he's seeing in my opinion Mm. like this opportunity to be with this woman who seems a little damaged to him yeah he now then maybe can take advantage of for her money Mm -hmm. right like in hearing that he was like "Hmm, this
1: woman's got money there's something up here I was really worried about Greg and all his coughing fits. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have COPD? Do you have a lung tumor? Like, why are you coughing? Do you have asthma? Like, what is going on with you, Greg? I forgot about that. I kept being really nervous he was going to drop dead. Me too. Like, while they were having sex or soon (laughs) after. Or right after
0: they were connecting, right? And then there would be another person leaving her. In the ultimate Mm -hmm. way, right? I was
1: really worried about that happening. So I wonder if the writers were always, like, teasing us with Mm -hmm. that or if that might come later. I don't really know. Um, but again, she quickly attaches herself to Greg, who doesn't feel like a secure, healthy attachment figure. And again, it's like, I can't really put my finger on why. I'm just getting a vibe. Yeah, He's not
0: it, mm-hmm. you know. Like he doesn't seem safe for her.
1: Right. But she is immediately attracted to him like a magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think for me watching this whole series, that was like the thing that kept crossing my mind is like, Why are these characters attracted to who they're attracted to Mm -hmm. when it's so clear that these are kind of like unhealthy relationship dynamics, but they don't leave? Yep. And I think we really see that with Shane and Rachel.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I with Rachel and Shane Patton, I feel like I have a hot take with that. I don't like Rachel and I prefer Shane. What? Yeah, I know. Oh, Oh,
1: your team Shane? Yeah. Oh, I don't think anyone's team Shane. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. And I don't know what that says about me, but that's okay. So I just think that Rachel needs to get her stuff together mm. and I, it bothers me. And maybe this is something I can talk about in, you know, supervision or therapy, <laughs> why it bothers me so much. But like, I'm just like, come on, girl. Like Shane is not hiding himself that well. That's He's true. Not, you know, this like sociopathic. Malignant narcissist. He's like a stuck up, rich, spoiled brat boy who. Mm you know married her because she's beautiful and he has a lot of money and it's just like now all of a sudden she's like seeing it and i'm just like really
1: Really? yeah like i don't think it was hidden before although i guess sometimes like i have heard of some relationships Mm -hmm. um and again i I don't think this is uncommon where you think you're marrying one person and then it's like the mask falls off yeah um so maybe that happened but shane doesn't like seem smart enough
0: for that to have been the case he doesn't he seems like he has zero like a frat
1: boy (laughs) You know, like he's wearing his, what, like Cornell hat yeah. or something, um, which I'm sure he got in by mm-hmm. having a, you legacy. Know, a, a generational mm-hmm. tie. Um, yeah, I don't think he doesn't strike me as the kind of narcissist to be smart enough to hide that mm-hmm. very well. It's really out there. And, the, and again, he's like living his authentic self, I guess. So maybe it sounds <laughs> like maybe that's why you're annoyed with her.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. And then you told me about his mom oh i love molly shannon so much and everything
1: and then when she showed up right like he'd called her over and over and over being so annoyed about the pineapple that they didn't Get the pineapple sweet even though they got like this other beautiful sweet mm-hmm. um and just like a child having a temper tantrum yep. going to mommy then she shows up can yes, you imagine no. if your mother-in-law showed up on your honeymoon I Can't.
0: i mean i can't think of like how that would be ever be okay
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
0: Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's just like, Mom! Mm -hmm. And Uh, her face is just like, this is not happening. Right. Is this real? Like, Is this a mirage from being in Hawaii (laughs) or in the sun?
1: All the pina coladas. Yeah, and then it's just like, you know, you get the sense that Shane and his mom, Kitty, are, are enmeshed, and then you really see just how enmeshed they oh my are. Gosh, yes. And she's like, well, you know, I'm going to this other place with my best friend
0: from all time, but I thought I'd stop here first. I hope that's okay. And you can see Rachel's just like, I have to say it's okay, but it's really not. Yeah, and, like, her face is so obvious, too. It's like Ugh. she's not even trying, which, like, maybe she is. But, again, like, you're not even trying to hide your disdain, which I get. Again, that's, like, super appropriate. But, like, within their context, again, that's why I'm like, come on. How did you not see this? I know, but maybe it's like now she's really seeing Mm. it. Maybe there was some shred of
1: suppression or denial that was keeping her in the relationship Mm -hmm. with Shane. Again, with this series, I'm so curious about like why do they stay connected to these people? And it's like I think Shane was connected to her for her beauty. Like that's her power. And then she, I think, is connected to him because of his money Mm -hmm. and the the privilege and the the access. And she says that, you know, bopping around New York City was really fun. And now she's realizing like there's like a price to Mm -hmm. pay for that privilege. It's like golden handcuffs and Kitty's part of the deal. And Mm -hmm. I also thought that the actresses portrayed that mother-in-law, daughter-in-law competition so well. More so from Kitty's perspective, you could tell that the fact that she was beautiful like really bothered her, Mm -hmm. right? That like now she's not the number one woman in his
0: life. I want to know if there's a dad. Um, uh, i like think she's they divorced if, if he's he alive, died, yeah or if she had always the money
1: so she said she had family money um i remember she was telling rachel that like that's why like if she and her husband ever split up she'd be okay because she didn't mm-hmm. have family money to fall back okay. on sort of like bragging because she knows rachel doesn't um but then it sounds like whoever the dad is had more money um yeah i don't know Actually, that's really interesting that there was no mention of him at all. Especially
0: with just like mother-son dynamic then. Mm-hmm. Is that why they're so enmeshed? You know, mm-hmm. or would they have been less if there was like a third mm-hmm. family member? Mm-hmm. You know, he seems, again, I don't think there's other kids. He seems like an only child.
1: Or at least they don't talk about him right. if there are. So,
0: I mean, that too can just happen like, you know, mm-hmm. to a parent-child. Like, you, it's a different type of relationship than mm-hmm. if you have two parents or, you know, siblings. Or siblings or yeah. things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually
1: a really interesting point. But they were and, so funny though. Like the when uh, Kitty and Shane and Rachel are all at that dinner, and Rachel like is already having an identity crisis, and mm-hmm. now here's her mother-in-law, who is like, I think she's like, oh god, this is what I'm gonna be, or what Shane wants me to be, and I don't know if that's who I want right. to be. And they're all like, Why don't you want to be this? Like, this is great. And they're doing like that money, money, mm-hmm. money, money, money dance while the hula people are mm-hmm. hulaing in the background. I just like it was so sickening, and you could see on Rachel's face, she's like, Oh my god, you guys are doing this like yeah. in public, but. That's who they are. Right. And they're also not
0: hiding it like any shred. Right. Any shred. So that juxt- juxtaposition, after we like talk to and meet Kai, right, and like knowing that like mm-hmm. the land was taken and that a lot of them work there and that, that his family is mad because he works there because some people don't and protest, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So like we have that whole storyline kind of going off to the side. And then the yes. Patton family are just like money, 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 watching, like, right, like the people who live there and that it's a part of their culture and meaningful, like right. this performance that they're just like singing to money. Right
1: yeah again like beautiful juxtaposition um beautiful writing Mm -hmm. uh definitely makes you feel icky
0: um but yeah i mean shane is not lovable right like he flirts with underage girls in front of rachel literally on their honeymoon like that's gross that's gross
1: and such a power move Mm -hmm. i can't remember now if she was already sort of expressing some hesitations or some unhappiness on the honeymoon if he was sort of like showing her like whatever, like, Mm -hmm. I'll be fine kind of thing. Um, Or if he didn't know, if he really couldn't comprehend why she'd be hurt by that.
0: Right. It was just, it was weird. And then when she's telling him, I mean, again, I don't know if anyone else felt this way or if I was the only one in, you know, the world (laughs) watching, but like, I felt sorry for him. Like, he had no idea from this point because he has zero self awareness. Yeah. Like, he had not a clue, which is, again, like, shocking because it's so obvious. Right. He wasn't picking up anything. No. And so when she's telling him, like, basically, like, I don't like you and I just I think I made a mistake. Yeah. Like, he's sad because, like, again, like, duh, like, you are going to be sad. And he's just like, why? Like, what do you mean? Like, and it's just, it, it's funny. I mean, it's comedy, not, but. His just whole, and then he's being gaslit by Armand because he's, he's right. Like they did book that room. Armand is kind of messing with him. That's true. He didn't get the free boat ride. It was Jennifer. Tanya, yeah, it was Tanya paid for. It. That's why he said it was free. It was not right, free, right? And then he knew that she was having this like emotional. Well, he did experience. that on purpose to
1: like get back at exactly. him because he was like driving him nuts, exactly. But again, you're right. Like Shane was correct. They didn't <laughs> get the correct room. They did pay for. It. They should at least get like the refund. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Shane is like so, oh yeah, checking That's over weird. and over, mm-hmm. just it's like so annoying yeah. to me and entitled and like. Dude, just enjoy your honeymoon. But he can't. He can't if he doesn't like get what he feels yep. like he deserves. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like the depiction, perfect depiction yep. of entitlement. Yep. Um. Oh, and then like that, <laughs> that just dynamic between Armand and Shane just keeps continuing and they keep Shane, I feel like just keeps up in the ante, up in the ante, up in the ante. Like he just won't let it go. And he's just really getting under Armand's skin. And you imagine, like Armand's probably worked there for a long time. Yeah. He's what five or six years sober until he falls off the wagon because he finds the bag with all the drugs in it. Um, after
0: Shane. I mean, you know, it's, it's not just Shane's pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. Se, but Shane is a trigger.
1: Yes. And I, I would imagine he has dealt with Shane Day in and day out, like for years, and he just can't take it's it anymore. The last, Shane. <laughs> the last Shane, the last straw, and it literally is the last Shane because unfortunately, Armand dies. Oh, like at the beginning, did begin- you see
0: that coming? I, I mean, obviously, we knew someone died right. because like it opens with. uh I thought it was Rachel because I, of Shane in the airport. Was like, no, I'm alone. Like, I mean, the yeah, first scene, I was like, it's Rachel. But then I, was I was worried like, Shane maybe committed
1: suicide or mm. something. Um, I didn't see it coming until like the final scene where he's like pooping in
0: the suitcase after then, he does the dinner service right he's like oh on you know he's so manic from drugs oh, and like doing cocaine all night and, and i
1: love that's my favorite line of the whole show when he comes back and he's like that was the best fucking dinner seating yeah. of all time and they're like yeah
0: yeah you know and he's the he's orchestra like, was playing while while he's oh, managing
1: it oh it was just you were really feeling it like you're mm-hmm. really in armand's mind and then he just but again like the fact for shane to get him fired right to like just really go yeah. that far is why i don't like him, like you're Portia. ruining
0: people's livelihoods their livelihoods yeah. like
1: okay they made a mistake like let it go mm-hmm.
0: my he god can't. he
1: can't but i mean to just keep really and he doesn't care no that someone's gonna get fired he and doesn't rachel care that is, like, rachel's like, like a shell of a human mm-hmm. you know maybe rachel hadn't seen it to that degree mm-hmm
0: i would have to assume like i mean we're gonna we got to give her the benefit of the doubt right
1: um oh my god and then when armand is pooping in the luggage
0: i i like laughed out loud watching that scene i was like oh my god my my husband hadn't seen it at all and i was like come look at this (laughs) and he's like this is weird and i was like it's armand he's pooping in (laughs) this because he just can't take it anymore he didn't like wipe he just like pulled his pants up Yeah, that's
1: gross. Yeah. I mean, I think he was high. Yeah. So I don't think he really knew what he he was was doing. Uh,
0: What's he going to wipe with the shirt? He should have wiped with the shirt. He should have. He could have really made. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) That would have been like the nail in the coffin, just smearing (laughs) your feces all over.
1: Oh, and what a like uh, primitive form yes. of payback, which yep. again, all of these characters and their personality traits are so primitive and they're all having like temper tantrums mm-hmm. in their own way, even Armand. But I like have so much sympathy for Armand because I feel like they just pushed him to like yeah. a break. Like, literally, shame, like, literally, yeah. you're going to get fired for this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what a, oh, just makes me sick.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, Armand uh, is like, I loved Just, him. I loved when he was like lying about finding the bag, like over and over again. He's oh, so, yep, like, yep, yeah, but well, we'll have to keep looking. We, we haven't it. seen so, it. So Armand
1: does lie. Yeah. You know, from the jump, he lies. Um, I can't admit, like, wrongdoing. But Mm -hmm. then I'm like, maybe he's, like, coached to do that. Like, maybe they're not supposed to admit fault because then they could get sued or, like, who knows what. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I just feel like that stuff happens all the time, though. Like, like a reservation gets missed. And then it's like, then if you're at a nice place, they should then take care of you. You know, if you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars, it's like, then, you know, they should have been like, yeah, you're right. Like, we'll comp a night for the inconvenience right or yes well of course we'll give you the difference like give them right. the difference that's all i think but i Shane think wanted. i think
1: they said they would it just didn't clear right oh, away but that okay. doesn't usually clear right away right, right it's just like when you go to any hotel and there's like a security charge it mm-hmm. takes a couple days to come off right um interestingly though like the mosbacher family does get comped. yes well
0: <laughs> i would i would hope so it's a
1: little more than a room mix-up yeah. i guess
0: So we have Nicole and um what's her husband's Mark. name? Mark and then Olivia and Quinn and then mm-hmm. Paula is the friend. So what do you think of initially Olivia and Paula?
1: Oh I just oh my God. I just loved how woke they were, especially compared to their parents. Um it was just so humorous. I just felt like it was such a perfect depiction of mm-hmm. like the current generation versus the former generation and like the tensions yep. there. Um Totally accurate, like given the political, social, cultural climate we're in, um, and I just loved, like, uh, love in terms of like hated, but found humorous. Yeah. You know Nicole's like huge sympathy for the white man, yeah, right. And I'm just like, <laughs>
0: oh god, and and I love, which is so interesting because she's this powerful like business ceo and it seems like mark is like you know almost like a stay-at-home dad so it's interesting that within that non-typical role like she is
1: so sympathetic but she has a white male son um and i i don't know i just feel like she is just such a perfect character right like you would think as a female ceo and i'm assuming a male-dominated industry because they all are you'd think she would be like this feminist icon right um and again, I feel like this is maybe what Rachel's article was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she's not really. She yeah. kind of rode the the wave of me too right. to get to where she oh, was. Yeah, like, maybe that that's, was what it was about. Maybe mm-hmm. that's true. You know? Right. Um. But she's like not really a feminist icon. Yeah. And I find that interesting. Like, is she insecure in her own power? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But I loved when they were at dinner and Olivia was like, Mom, good news. I looked and I checked. All the white men are yeah. doing just
0: fine. Yeah, you know? That was funny. <laughs> I like didn't really like Olivia and Paula. Just like they were mean girls. I mean, besides yeah. their like woke nature. And Olivia's felt really just targeted Fake. toward her parents. Yes.
1: And yeah. And I think, um, sorry to interrupt you, but I I did think the mom and dad were pointing out something accurate, like, you are so mad at us, but our privilege gives you more right, life. Right. And you're just like so unappreciative. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, and I think too, like – It felt her – Olivia and Paula's relationship felt, like, gross to me right off Mm -hmm. the get-go. And just, like, they weren't really telling each other things. Olivia seemed really suspicious of Paula. And then Paula was really also suspicious Mm -hmm. of um, Olivia with knowing about Kai, like, lying, hiding texts. No, I didn't go out. And Olivia's like, I literally – like, she didn't say, though, I followed you. Like, she kept a lot of that secret. I also was very upset with how they treated Quinn. Yes. Like, really, really, really mean. Like, he was a dog. Yeah. Yeah. like, Like, really mean. Sleep in the closet closet um constant putting him down he felt um a little like he could have been on the spectrum he had a little bit of some traits um in other ways he seemed like pretty typical but you know Mm -hmm. some things that olivia had pointed out i was like hmm and then that made me even more mad that she was was treating him like that
1: yeah Yeah. no i yeah i could see that um maybe what we used to call asperger's Mm -hmm. or something um I think like with Olivia and Paula, at first I thought they were good friends. Like, oh, they met in college. Yep, yep. And, um, I did think it was interesting that Paula was a woman of color, like on this trip and just really curious, like, what's her take on all of mm-hmm. this? Um, I don't know how they got all those drugs there. Like, did they? Buy them there? Did they smuggle them somehow? Because some the of airport? them were not
0: prescribed. Like a lot of them were prescription based, but like, no, the, like weed the ketamine. Wasn't, the ketamine was <laughs> the pipe. Like all these
1: mm-hmm. things. I loved though when like someone pulled out. So like how they just kept being like, "Oh, I forgot I have this drug. Oh wait, I have this drug. Oh my god, I forgot I have my pipe." Like they just had all yeah, this. And you stuff. can't
0: fly commercially with that. And they didn't. Maybe fly, they didn't though. That's a good point. But they got on. Um, they they got like on a commercial flight leaving. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'm you know making an assumption that they maybe they did. Maybe they took a you know PJ down. But we're flying commercial on the way back. But try
1: to save some money. I think,
0: Paula, like initially you like her because she is, um, you know, kind of calling people out. But then I think she really kind of chooses – her privilege with kai she does not call him when they're going back to the room and that's like a big question of why i was listening to the HBO is podcast um covering white lotus and they talked about that a lot like she had her phone with her <gasps> and she had kai's that. number and she did not contact him she just like looked scared and then she put her neck the necklace that he gave her she into the water it. Yeah. and it was just like what are you doing Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't make that connection
1: about like, she could have called him Mm -hmm. to warn him or say like, get out. Like that
0: was all her idea.
1: Yes. And he like really didn't want to do it, but then did it. And again, I think it's because like, again, I feel like Olivia and Paula is another transactional relationship. Like I feel like Olivia uses Paula to be like, see, look, I'm woke. I have friends of color, like Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But not, not really. Right. And then we learned that like I think maybe Paula's with Olivia to like go on the trip. Yeah. Maybe. You know, she probably went for free. Um I don't really know what else they're mm-hmm. like attracted to each other with in terms of their friendship. Um but cuz then we learn that Olivia like stole Paula's boyfriend. Right. So it's like why do you stay friends with her? Right. Like why? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's why Paula didn't tell her about Kai cuz she was worried it'd happen again. Yeah. Rightfully so. And we see that it kind of does yeah. start to happen yep. again. And then I think Paula gets so pissed That she concocts this whole plan. Which again
0: is like not okay. I mean, like, not okay.
1: Like, it's huge risk. And Kai even
0: says he's like,
1: the Mossbacher family didn't take our land. Like, white people did, but they didn't. So, this is just like stealing and stuff. But then, she does kind of get in his head and Mm -hmm. is that manipulative or like a
0: vulnerable person yeah Yeah. it is manipulative because paula is then leaving right and he even asked her you know to stay and she's like no i'm going back i have
1: college to get to i have a life to get to you know this was just like a little fling but then yeah she's using kai to get back at this Mm -hmm. family who again has taken her on this trip they're very problematic in their own ways like not to give them a pass um but it hurts everyone i do think we feel we see remorse yeah. like she seems
0: genuinely mm-hmm. remorseful and sad but then it's it's i don't know if there's i'm sure everything is intentional always because they're good writers but on the um last like boat trip that they all take mm. paula is like seasick yes and she's just like vomiting vomit, and vomit, olivia's like just looking at her because she knows what happened right. she knows that she did that and she's just like oh yeah like maybe she should have a soda like they're not at that point interacting really at all olivia is a realigning with her family which which again in the in the show like seems good right that she's finally like hugging her mom and like reconnecting and like
1: (laughs) things like that she's Mm -hmm. maybe seeing her parents as some good and some bad not all good or all Mm -hmm. bad i did think it was hilarious when nicole was like coaching olivia on how to hold her friend's hair back while she's like as if olivia doesn't know how to like be there for a friend (laughs) you know she's like pull that piece up pull that piece Mm -hmm. up like, you know, Paula, I'm going to get you a ginger ale, yeah. honey, you know. <laughs> and I loved how, like, every time, like, Paula needs a an, an, uh, Tylenol because she's allergic to ibuprofen. You know, Paula has this allergy. Paula is,
0: mm-hmm. like, just Paula's, like, she so, needs her out of van.
1: Yeah, she's just so high maintenance, this Paula friend, you know. it's just so f- ridiculous in an over-the-top way.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're such a funny family. And, you know, we see Quinn stay in Hawaii. I was, like, like really happy scene. for him. I don't know. How would you feel about that? And we in, ran back. Yeah, like, the show-wise, I feel like it's great for him it yeah. did make me think of this interesting like little fun fact so um hawaii actually does have a problem with young people like, like from young the runaways going there and then becoming homeless mm. so i know do you know what wolfing is no it's like work on farm i think there's another word in there but a lot of college kids and people do it so you get free room and board typically food as well and you can work at a farm like for the summer for a couple like a weeks, marijuana
1: farm or any farm any farm okay
0: I I said marijuana because I've heard of something like mm-hmm. this in Hawaii, on, specifically on a oh, marijuana okay. farm. So I didn't know if it was specific to that or like any farm. So the person that I know went to Maui – through a wolfing program was not marijuana farm It's like a regular farm but they okay. asked this person um like made sure that they were returning to college like they had all mm. these like stipulations because so many people go down there to wolf and then don't leave and then become like homeless and then you know there's there's a lot of there's like there's limited there's so resources small, so there's yeah. limited resources so i i thought that was just interesting that is interesting um, i don't think he deal. i
1: think they go and fetch him <laughs> Like I think this isn't a home alone situation. Yeah. Like I think they have the means and he's they will living go find his best him. Best life
0: there. I know. I'm like you go row that boat or canoe. Oh, I loved Quinn and the technology.
1: Right mm-hmm. where they're like he's like freaking out because yeah. he lost all his technology. The blah, 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 blah. And then finally. He's like, "Wow, the ocean is really beautiful." You and know. He stays out
0: there. Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, he's sleeping." And then that group of men who are doing the um paddle like the, the rowing row- around the island, like really take to him and are really kind, mm-hmm. which he seems to not be getting from his family. Yeah. Like you can see why he felt like wanted and
1: needed mm-hmm. and included and um like that seemed really important to him mm-hmm. you know yeah. but i guess he's only 16 yeah. so i can see yeah. why his parents yeah. wouldn't want him to stay yeah. it
0: makes a lot of sense um, um, and then mark so we see mark oh. be i think just like inappropriate a lot like he again talk about boundaries yeah. or lack thereof. shares of, too much with quinn with everyone
1: talking about his whole testicles you know, you could just leave it at, like, I got a medical issue. Finds out about know? his
0: father. who Has a really you know, big reaction to it. He's questioning his life. He seems like in a little bit of a midlife crisis based on yeah. all those things. He mm-hmm. finds out about his dad. And then he also finds out that he does not have cancer. Right. He's just, he's like, like, a like, cancer
1: scare. There's a lot know? going on. Yep. And then he's, like, I, I can see, though, how, like, learning that about his dad makes him feel like, did I really know you? And then mm-hmm. he wants his son to really know him Albeit in like an inappropriate yeah. way. And yep. I felt like, you know, that conversation between him and Nicole was really well written and that she was like, You didn't think about how this would affect mm-hmm. me now. Like yeah. I was originally hurt by your actions and now you're hurting me again because you're telling our children I didn't want them to know. And now I'm gonna have to explain why I stayed why did I stay yep. for these seventy five thousand dollar bracelets, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was really interesting. I loved when Mark was just getting drunker and drunker and drunker and like seeing all the guests and like just being ridiculous and then like asking Armand, like,
0: what's that like to yeah. have sex with a man? And Armand's like, you want to find out? Yeah. And he was like, oh. He like went too far, <laughs> yeah, you know? He went too far. I just also couldn't, I couldn't take him like beating on his chest. You oh, know? I, it was just. But it was perfect, right? It was just, yeah. like,
1: so perfect. Like, just the like the white man, he's got to beat his chest and feel powerful when uh, yeah. his wife
0: is the one carnal with the power in the relationship. Um, but then he gets the power by tackling Kai and saving them all. I know. And then finally, like, oh, now we're happy again. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's- Trauma bonds, people.
1: Trauma bonding. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, like kept nicole and mark together like what do you think attracted them and like kept them together sort of how we've talked about like tiny and greg mm-hmm. shane and rachel like what do you think it was
0: with them i feel like i want to say that they probably started out pretty even and i'm again making this all up. maybe they met in college yeah the same. to same kind of power dynamic. I feel like, and this is very stereotypical, that he cheated as Nicole probably got more and more and more successful um, successful, and pr- maybe like distant, like mm-hmm. working, like gone Busy. all the time. Not, you know, in my opinion, not a reason to cheat. But I think that's maybe what kind of was the worst part of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe they chose to stay because of their kids, the maybe kids. because it was convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they just chose to kind of have like a different kind of partnership moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um and then now it seems like after again this like traumatic event with the Stoltland Goods, um, they feel more in touch with each other, like again. more connected, yeah, and but, more maybe even. Mm, well, he he like I mean I guess
1: like tackling someone is like such a masculine mm-hmm. heroic thing to do, and she was so mad at him, and then he like came after her, you know. So yeah. he didn't just like leave her alone in her sorrows, mm-hmm. and then he sort of did quote unquote save her, right?
0: And, you know, that's
1: questionable. I don't think
0: Kai was gonna
1: like hurt her
0: i think he was just like (laughs) please stay there so i can get out of here situation that then got worse right it's not even like he got caught stealing it's like then he there was like you know i'm sure an assault word gonna get thrown in there Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i know he probably went to jail for a long time yeah he lost his job went to jail like the whole thing backfired you know who didn't get in trouble paula yeah probably maybe though i don't know and olivia just kind of like using it to really get under paula's Mm -hmm. skin like well hopefully there's no text messages and
0: right Well, like, can you guys just stop being friends? Like, maybe that would be. It's the a best toxic
1: relationship. Choice, you know. Uh, I mean, were any of the relationships we saw healthy? No silence. I know. I um, don't think so.
0: I, really, I don't, really don't. I don't think so.
1: I think the last thing I wanted to end on is Belinda, mm-hmm. who I loved. But what do you think it is about Belinda, where she gets used over and over?
0: I think it's got to be like a mix of environmental. So her Mm, role, mm -hmm. right? Like working even even specifically in a spa where Mm -hmm. you're doing like different kind of healing Mm -hmm. things.
1: Um, And specifically a spa at the White Lotus, like a very bougie high-end place with a specific Mm -hmm. type of clientele maybe.
0: So then there's, you know, the environment piece. And I think also like maybe she's really just on the simple side, like a really good listener. And a lot of people... Aren't used to that, or a lot of people are. Like she seems really off. She seems very
1: maternal too, and real, and And a lot of yeah. So
0: maybe you know that's unexpected Mm -hmm. from for some, especially Tanya. Mm -hmm. Like Belinda, even though though I think was younger, Mm -hmm. was still more maternal. Maternal, same with Rachel. Rachel kind of went to her, then Belinda again was being like really appropriate gave her a tissue like yeah asked her if she was all right like but then gave her
1: her cell phone number so it's always like Mm -hmm. with belinda like yes there's some institutional boundaries right that are loose because you're like catering to this clientele but then like why'd you give her your cell phone Mm -hmm. number is it because you're worried about her i think she could really do some work in therapy as to be like holding on to like yes you're worried about her because you're a compassionate human and you don't you're not responsible for her So maybe there's something
0: in her life with feeling overly responsible. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And that's, you know, not a diagnosis by any means. But that happens a lot with patients who are so kind and so giving. Yes. And and often they often have the worst boundaries. Yes. (laughs) And they get used and they don't take care of themselves. They don't prioritize themselves. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In big ways and Mm then small ways. Um, So I feel like Belinda could really use some good quality therapy. Um,
0: And I think she could get... She could be in an amazing place, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't think I think the others could get therapy and make changes, but like Belinda seems like right on the cusp where she just—I feel like like, she has the most potential to me, absolutely. You know
1: than the others.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. We also didn't, you know, I'll just briefly mention we saw like the substance use, so Olivia and Paula, you know, kind of playing around with that, and then we obviously see Armand, and Mm -hmm. then I would also take a gander that tanya seems like she's probably on a benzo oh and yeah drinking alcohol. like
1: oh yeah Just yeah hundred you know, percent kind of out of it like. yeah yeah really out of it kind of dazed and mm-hmm. like detached mm-hmm. on the cusp of slurring yeah of words you yep. know but not quite there yeah. yeah no she strikes me as someone who's been on like benzos a long mm-hmm. time yeah. and now in her time of grief is you know freaking yeah. out which happens yeah you know like we've said before um we all you know regress when you're under stress or grieving Mm -hmm. or things like that. And I thought this show just did such a good job displaying such interesting interpersonal dynamics Mm -hmm. and such like toxic and unhealthy relationships. Also like at this point in time in our culture, like it was the perfect time for it to come out. I felt like it touched on really big cultural themes, political themes, societal themes um, in such a smart way. Where I, you know, I, I would like to rewatch it in like 20 years mm-hmm. and just see. Yeah. What do I think then?
0: I'm super excited for White Lotus season two. Yeah. What do you
1: think happens? Well, I
0: know that um, Tanya, Tanya is stays. In it, Yeah. And I know then it's all new characters. I did hear and I, that season one has just like the theme of money and like mm. privilege. And I, obviously there's privilege in season two, but season two is more like sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... We'll, we'll have see. to see yeah. yeah stay tuned it will be coming up this no- this next month or this yep. current in, month yeah. in a couple
1: of weeks so after this yep. we're going to release Legally Blonde another you know fun lighthearted episode paying homage to Jennifer Coolidge is it homage or homage I don't know, I don't know. just say I'm quickly. not that fancy <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that we'll do White Lotus season mm-hmm. two awesome um, so thank you for listening uh, please rate, review and subscribe um, and you can find us at Analyze Scripts on Instagram and Analyze Scripts podcast on TikTok. Thanks. Bye. See you next Monday. Bye. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of analyzed scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe, that's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of analyzed scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe, that's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.